This is a letter by Faye Waddleton. Who is Faye Waddleton? Thank you. That is a great question, is it? Does anybody know who Faye Waddleton is? She was a director. <laughs> Boy, you guys are sharp. She was uh, one of the directors of Planned Parenthood. Okay? Very articulate. Uh, she fought most of her life for the laws um, to uphold Roe versus Wade. And she wrote an extremely good letter and I want you and I to read it together, but I want you to be on apologetics alert. I want your brain to make that switch if it's not always in that mode to critical thinking mode. I want you to be looking for the law of non-contradiction. Look if something commits suicide. Look and see if she commits a logical fallacy or two. As we progress, these are gonna be more and more subtle, okay? Don't read ahead, just listen, sit back, Read with me. Uh, like most parents, gosh, like most parents, I think that a sense of moral responsibility is one of the greatest gifts I can give my child. But teaching morality doesn't mean imposing my moral values on others. It means sharing wisdom, giving reasons for believing as I do, but then trusting others to think and judge for themselves. My parents' morals were deeply rooted in religious conviction, but tempered by tolerance, the essence of which is respect for other people's views. They taught me that reasonable people may differ on moral issues and that fundamental respect for others is morality of the highest order. I have devoted my career to ensuring a world in which my daughter, Felicia, can inherit that legacy. I hope the tolerance and respect I show her as a parent is reinforced by the work she sees me doing every day, fighting for the right of all individuals to make their own moral decisions about childbearing. 75 years ago, Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood to liberate individuals from the mighty engines of repression. As she wrote, the men and women of America are demanding that they be allowed to mold their lives, not at the arbitrary command of church or state, but as their conscience and judgment may dictate. I'm proud to continue that struggle to defend the rights of all people to their own beliefs. When others try to inflict their views on me, my daughter, or anyone else, that's not morality, it's tyranny. It's unfair, and it's un-American. End of letter. Now, to the untrained ear and eye, gosh, she makes some good points, doesn't she? Okay. I mean, we can at least admit that. If you can't argue with someone and admit that they can make some good points, you're going to be a, a terrible arguer. And really, you're, you're going to become a steamroller, which you'll read about that in tactics. You know what a steamroller is? A steamroller is, uh, Ethan, would you start arguing with me about something? Uh, truly arguing, though, not just, you know, that's altercation, right? Uh, uh, I personally believe that there is, is something wrong with, uh, there is something up with airline food. You think there's something up with airline, what do you mean? Yes, um, so, what I mean by that is that airline... I think that's ridiculous to say that there's something up with airline food. I mean, do you, are you part of the airline? Are you part of the staff? How often do you fly? Well, it depends on what you mean by fly. It doesn't <laughs> depend on what I mean by fly. Everybody knows what I mean by fly. You get on an airplane, well, you, you know, fly somewhere. Okay, so basically what's the deal with airline food? Is it airliner or is it food? I mean, come on. You know what? 
This is the weirdest. This is so weird. No, stop, stop. You're wrong and you know you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Yes, you're just a kid. You're a dumb kid and you don't even know anything. There's something inherently You're a dumb kid, you don't know anything. Why don't you shut up? Okay, a steamroller, a steamroller is somebody, they, all, all they want to do is win. All they want to do is win an argument. He's trying to steamroll me while I was trying to steamroll him. And that's usually what happens is either one person will back down and just get run over, over and over again, get interrupted over and over again, because a steamroll always interrupts and always tries to make his point. Um, you guys know, you've argued with somebody that has to be right for the sake of just being right. It doesn't, even if they're arguing that spaghetti's not pasta, it's like, I'm going to be right and I'm going to prove to you that technically it's, you know, all this stuff and you're just like, um, I've got some of those in my family. It's fun arguing with steamrollers. So tell me about this letter. Did you find anything? Did anything jump out at you? She doesn't want anyone to press views on her, but she's pressing that views on her. Very good. What do you mean by she doesn't want anyone? Where do you get that? Now I've got to read again. That's at the bottom. When others inflect their views on me, my daughter or anyone else, that's not morality. That's, she's inflicting that. <laughs> exactly. She's inflicting a view that inflicting views on people is not right. It's tyranny. It's un-American. It's unfair. Are you kidding me? She doesn't even recognize what she's doing. Good. Lexi. I was going to say that, and then I was also going to say, like, in the sense that she's pushing her views on us because I'm assuming she's fighting for pro-choice. Exactly. She is pushing her views on us, and she is fighting for pro-choice. Well, and, and uh, that's too much to repeat, but I, I, for our sake in this class, she's kind of caught between supporting the view of one group or supporting the view of another group. And if you, if you choose one, you're going to hurt the other. If you choose this one, you'll hurt this one. Kind of. I think you're right. Let me, let me point something out to you guys, and I want to see if you pick, pick up on it. Where is it? Oh, here it is. I hope the tolerance and respect I show her, her daughter, Felicia, as a parent is reinforced by the work that she sees me doing every day, fighting for the right of all individuals to make their own moral decisions about childbearing. Now, what is wrong with that statement? It's very subtle, and I'll tell you, in the, the logical fallacy is begging the question. If you think begging the question, circular reasoning... Think of it like this. She's assuming what she ought to be trying to prove. Oh, she didn't say why it's a right call. Okay, yeah, she's got a problem, first of all, with this word right. But I want you to focus in on these two words. All individuals. What is she assuming? What, say that again? Either that everyone... That's what she's assuming. She's assuming that the little humans inside are not humans because if they were, or not individuals, because if they were, they would also have the right to make their own moral decisions about childbearing. That little baby ought to have the right to make her own decision about childbearing one day, right? 
Yeah, that's, that's very convenient to say. All individuals except those that are still in the womb. They're not individuals. They're not people. And they don't have the right to make their own decisions. And she's assuming that's true without actually proving, demonstrating that they're not humans. Does that make sense? Very subtle. And I wouldn't have caught this either. This, this is after years of being trained and looking at this very letter in every class that I do. And I see something new each time. So she's begging the question here. Right, that's an interesting one. And I'm gonna let the spirit lead us on that because there's so much that I have to get done and I wanna get done today. But I think we should talk about rights. Uh, Ethan and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Um, where do rights come from? I mean, the right to freedom of speech, where does that come from? The right to bear arms, constitution. And who's supposed to uphold the constitution? Who are the people that we put in place to uphold the constitution? This is the government, right? So where do rights come from? Cody? Government, right? Most people think that rights come from the government. Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Don't rights, aren't they inspired by biblical truths? The, the, this is a very, very interesting point that you would have to argue with somebody. Most people would say rights probably come from the government. I would say they don't come from the government because if a right comes from the government, they also have the right to take away your rights, right? If I have the right to life, liberty, freedom, and the government ensures that I will not be enslaved by another people. But then the government passes a law and says, you know what? All middle-aged white males are now legally able to be enslaved by another people group. And I just lost my right, didn't I? Is it a right then? Don't, aren't rights inherent? Aren't rights not able to be taken away by individuals or by groups? If I have a right to freedom, it's a universal right. How would I gain a right that's universal if it's the government that does it? How do the people in Africa, do they have any rights as human beings? As she, what, what is one right they have as a human being? Okay, they have the right to live. Very good. I think every human being has a right to live, don't you? Are there any human beings that you don't think have a right to live? So you're all against the death penalty. All of you. Are there any individuals that you think do not have a right to live? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Do I have to have justification before I put those people to death? Or can I just put any old person to death that I don't like? You see why it's a problem if the government gives us rights? If the government gives you rights, they can take those rights away. It's not a right if they can take it away. What is it? It's a privilege maybe, sure. Does the government secure our rights? Enforce our rights? Uphold our rights? Absolutely. I would tell you that rights are discovered. They're not invented. Any more than electricity was invented. 
I used to say that. Didn't ben Benjamin Franklin invent electricity? My mom would say, he didn't invent it. He discovered it. And I'm thinking, what's the difference? <laughs> he, he found it out. He didn't go, gee, I think I'll make electricity. <laughs> math was discovered. We didn't invent math. Time was discovered. We didn't invent time. Maybe clocks, but time was passing whether we knew it or not, right? So rights have to be higher than us. Well, what's higher than us? Dogs? Meow. I mean, woof. You guys know how to make a dog sound, I mean, a cat sound like a dog? Pour gasoline on and light a match. Woof. Pretty awesome. Sorry, thanks, Deacon. Um, that's bad. It's you if you don't like cats. I'm not a big cat fan. And they're sweet and nice, but they make better. They make better boom bombs. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, they're just snooty. They're so snooty. Hairless cats are cool, actually. They are. You can go, come on, and they'll, they're the only ones that I like. I agree. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go get a drink. I'll give you the right to do that. Okay. Rights are discovered. Uh, Y'all, back here, morality. Where does morality come from? This is difficult stuff. This is like college level kind of thinking stuff. But I need you to think through it. And here's why. 1 Peter 3.15, what does it say? But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. So that's where you start. First of all, in your heart, which is your mind, which is your intellect, your soul, in your heart, honor Christ as Lord, okay? So now, if he's Lord, what do I have to do? Whatever he, whatever he tells me, right? If he's my Lord, I got to do whatever he tells me. Cool. Peter is actually conveying a command that is from Jesus, I believe. This is not on Peter's authority. What does Peter say? Honor the Christ the Lord is holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. In other words, let's, let's modernize that. Do you follow Jesus Christ? Yes. Are you a Christian? Yes. You a believer? Sure. Cool. Do you have a defense prepared? I would venture to say no one, hardly, hardly anyone in this room has a defense prepared. You are blatantly disobeying a direct command from Jesus Christ. It's funny as you memorized it, you write it down, but do you see how those words have not yet fallen on you in the way that Christ intended? Now notice how he doesn't say in 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to smash the crud out of anybody that gets in your way. No, Paul takes care of that in 2 Corinthians, right? Talking about the weapons that are not of this world. Peter says, if you claim you follow Jesus, you better have a defense. What's your defense? When somebody says, why are you a Christian? You're a Christian? I hate Christians. You know why? They're judgmental. Did you catch it? What would you say to that? I hate Christians because you're so judgmental. Can I ask you a question? That's how you start. Can I ask you a question? What? Why are you judging me for judging you? What? 
You're judging me for judging you. Okay, well, what are they going to say? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's another judgment. Okay, it's crazy. It's funny, and we let them get away with this stuff. We're not judgmental. Uh, we're just ju You don't have anything to defend, do you? Because you haven't made what? What haven't you made? You haven't made a claim. They did. What's their claim? Christians are judgmental. Who has the right, the obligation to support their claim? That person. Why would you start getting defensive? This is what I'm talking about. Peter is not saying, always be prepared to be defensive. He's saying, you need to have a defense. Where do you go when somebody asks you why you're a Christian? What's the first thing you say? Because it's true. That's a great place to start. I love it. That's exactly right. Why are you a Christian? Because it's true. And here's what they'll say if they're, if they're clever. 